The black leggings. I can't deal with black leggings. Miss Fringe. Claudia. Gotta have work. This is a show with a big budget. <laughs> we're sipping tea, we're spilling tea. It's all about the tea. Traders, honey. This is the most exciting show on right now. The UK one just wrapped up and the US one is drawing in amazing figures. In fact, it's the most watched reality competition program altogether. If you, if you can see the video version of this, you'll see that I'm all buckled up. I'm wearing my kind of best traitors wear, a very military vibe. You know, I love to kind of have a little bit of a play on those themes, those colours, those palettes. I think there's this political statement, this blending of irony, fashion, of masculinity, and there's a natural kind of style that is bound up in darkness. I think this is much more than can be said for Miss Fringe. <laughs> I was very shade now, but I was watching the traces with my mum and I saw Claudia come down the stairs in just like 50% off Primark jumper energy. And I'm like, what? This is a show with a big budget. Also the black leggings. I can't deal with black leggings going into the um, breakfast. I can't deal with it. I really can't deal with it. And that really contrasts with Alan Cumming, who is throwing down look after look after look with aspirational levels of style. Um, I'm sorry, Fringe, you are not living up to the fantasy that we need in The Traitors. You've been banished. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just put a mic up to me and I think I'm the star. The Traitors is really interesting because it's a game where actually deception treachery, treason, all of these things actually encouraged and valued. So I can imagine you get yourself into a different mindset. Although one thing which I think is relevant is some of this is how people engage in the real world. These clever game players will play the ultimate game of trust, where treacheries abound and murderers hunt the faithful like hungry howling hounds. Welcome to the dark side. However, if we really know the psychology behind this, we can really have our best defense against the dark arts. And that's the kind of love that I want to provide for you guys. Some dark love. I don't know what I just did there. Please, please forgive me. The Real Housewives are in the American version of The Traitors Season 2. In fact, four of them. We've got Tamara, we've got Phaedra, we've got Sheree, and we've got Larsa. I'm trusting my other housewives. We are in an industry where people are fake. And so I feel like the housewives are good at like sniffing those people out. That's kind of what we do. It's interesting how their traits and how their personalities really blend and work as part of the larger dynamics in the tapestry of the traitors. One thing that I noticed when I was watching the traitors the last few seasons is that women seem to be targeted much more. In the UK season, it was week after week after week that we were getting women banished and they were wrongly banished. And I think the Real Housewives are a target in the US version of The Traitors. It's good that they've got four of them this time because it's easy to get rid of them quickly. But let's get into the meat of the episode. Dan, poverty, fatal. With the power vested in me, I now pronounce you a traitor. The queen of the traitors has arrived. Long shall she reign. 
Sadra Pass is the breakout star in the second series of The Traitors, the very controversial figure in the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I actually care about a lot of these people, but they must die. There's really something about Phaedra and the way she carries herself that The Traitors is the perfect venue for her. The way you carry yourself. I don't agree and advocate with all the things that Phaedra's done and her approach to everything, but there is something very likable about her, and that's why I think she's gone to attention online. Oh, my lord, sweet baby Jesus. Not acting so Lord, not acting so Her traits are helping her dominate. I can see why not many people have gone toe-to-toe with Phaedra and won. And that's what we're going to break down. The secrets behind why Phaedra is a masterful traitor. On the roster for today, Phaedra's playbook, how to dominate as a traitor in seven key traits. However, there's a few reasons why actually her approach would not be operating in a relationally intelligent way in the real world. Listen to the end for a few traitors moves by Phaedra that could spell disaster IRL. I'm Amraj and this is Open and Honest where I bring together my background in psychology, sociology, and housewifery. And today we're looking at the secrets behind why Phaedra is a masterful traitor. There's seven traits from Phaedra's playbook to dominate as a traitor. Number one, the first trait from Phaedra's playbook is the silent watcher. Now this is about strategic silence and observation. My strategy is basically to just listen, take notes, and agree, but not actually participate in those conversations. Now, if you notice, Phaedra's not participating in every conversation, which showcases her ability to gather information and understand group dynamics without revealing her own stance. This mirrors the principles from The Art of Psychological Warfare by Christopher Kingler, emphasizing the power of observation in understanding and navigating social dynamics. This is really helpful for the context of the traitors. That's the whole key to the game. Do just enough, but not too much. Phaedra's methodical approach to gathering intelligence showcases a masterful balance between observance and participation. So she's able to really step back and look at what's going on. And this is something that the Real Housewives can do well because they're on season after season after season and see lots of different dynamics and conflicts and relationships unfold in various ways. Number two, the second trait from Phaedra's playbook, the alliance builder. Now this is about building bridges to betrayal. It's about connecting with fellow players to build alliances, to build connections. And that is very helpful and strategic in this game. Phaedra, you will never get brought up because everyone likes you. She develops genuine connections with others. And then through compartmentalization, keeps the fact that she's actually a traitor and not in line with the same goals a secret. I actually care about a lot of these people, but they must die. Her fellow player and housewife, Tamara Judge, talks about this. This is what Phaedra did. She would prey on everybody. Talk about Jesus, 
she would like, you know, have little nicknames for everyone. So everyone thought, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. She notes how Phaedra is really connecting to others by praying for them. And that can really be a massive bonding moment. My mom texted me the other day. She's like, that really sweet girl, Phaedra. I can't believe she murdered you. Number three. The third trait from Phaedra's playbook to dominate as a traitor. Emotional alchemy. This is about transforming her emotions into something useful. Now, Phaedra demonstrates significant emotional control. And this is a trait that allows her to maintain composure under pressure. This aligns with what assertiveness theorist Julie de Azevedo Hanks discusses that emotional regulation is essential for assertive communication and maintaining boundaries. At times, Phaedra really does express her feelings openly. And at other times, she expresses much more emotional control. And this is quite a good trait to follow in life in general. It's good to be able to regulate our own emotions, but we don't want to completely shut the world off from our emotions as if it was irrelevant. And I think Phaedra really does achieve a good blend of both those things. Number four, the fourth trait from Phaedra's playbook to dominate as a traitor, allowing others to underestimate her. Phaedra's a real housewife and she deals with a lot of like backstabbing, but this game is very different. It's ruthless and it's cutthroat. I don't know how much experience she has in playing a game like this. Dan's misjudgment of Phaedra's capabilities due to her reality TV background contrasts sharply with Phaedra's strategic use of this underestimation. If there was really a mastermind, it sure wouldn't be a dolled up housewife. That would not be it. She uses her portrayal as just a housewife to position herself as a non-threatening player in the game, which enables her to navigate the social dynamics without attracting undue suspicion. They think I'm innocent. But there is a fire in my head that's raging on I've got a baby face But my fingertips got electricity that burns And it burns They call me dangerous No one can deny me Gotta be mysterious so no world can define me. Yeah, yeah. Number five. The fifth trait from Vader's playbook to dominate as a traitor. Strategic vocalization. Now this is about selectively speaking up. So she speaks up when it matters, at times where it really counts, but not all the time. If you look at the housewives in the game, they're very expressive of what they think, almost at any given moment that they can, apart from Sheree. I don't know what Sheree's doing. And that can actually be quite bad, because if you're speaking up all the time, it does put you under the radar. However, Phaedra's not constantly talking about how she feels about absolutely everything, and she's not critical all the time. So when Phaedra does end up being confronted, She's not perceived as overly negative, untrustworthy, or unlikable. And this applies to everyday life. If, for example, in the break room at work, you're often being critical of absolutely everything that comes to mind, it's a bit like the boy who cried wolf. When we are constantly critical, what ends up happening is people pay less attention to us. So a key lesson 
in assertiveness is speaking up when it matters and letting it go when it doesn't. Now that is completely subjective. That needs to be something you work out for yourself. So you need to work out your values and your bottom lines. Number six, the sixth trait from Phaedra's playbook to dominate as a traitor, being a chameleon communicator. This is most evident with Phaedra's interaction with Parvati. I'm working on a great plan to use Parvati to take a shot at Phaedra. It would be great to burn a traitor because it takes a little bit of the suspicion away from me. It would be great if Phaedra is exposed. She is the traitor that no one suspects. The performance aspect has been on my mind for a while, which is why I was thinking, who has the capacity to perform this part? Actors and housewives. And that moves us on to the most exciting scene from the latest episode of The Traitors US Season 2. What she did tonight was unacceptable. That wasn't cool. So you can go in there and try to throw me under the bus. When you do stuff like that, it brings attention to me. I was doing that because I needed to get Larsa. Well, you don't do it with my name. What you're doing is putting me under suspicion with your wild accusations about housewives. Oh, I like you, Bobby. Everyone says you're a traitor. We can be in this game together. But you're going to play fair. And if you don't, you have more problems. She's not afraid to resort to aggression and intimidation if necessary. She warns both of them. She looks at poverty and then she looks at Dan and says, you too. <laughs> it was such an iconic television moment. The drama. I'm playing very fair with you. So don't do that. Both of you. Intimidation is about fear. If you fuck with me, I am a force to be reckoned with. And that's a trait that I can really relate to. And I think that's why I love a lot of the Royal Housewives. It's a very helpful and useful trait to have, but it can really get in the way of social relationships and can actually be quite harmful. Now, both players engage in psychological tactics with Parvati, who is attempting to put Phaedra on the spot without warning and Phaedra effectively using her social skills to counteract and outmaneuver these attempts. And she achieves that through the next trait from Phaedra's playbook to dominate as a traitor. And that is... Masterful rebuttal. I don't think I can win this game with Phaedra in the Traitor's Conclave. The now iconic roundtable confrontation between Dan and Phaedra is a pivotal moment where Phaedra's skillful defense and counter accusations against Dan highlight her mastery in the art of persuasion and negotiation. Phaedra's who I've been watching from day one. Phaedra's voted out Ek and Sue. And the next day, Ekansu magically gets murdered. The next thing, breakfast reactions. Larsa, sweetie, it's okay, everything's okay. Hamra, they're coming after the housewife. Bergie, we thought you got murdered. Oh, not by Bergalicious. Another weird reaction. Phaedra's response to being targeted at the round table really showcases her successful lawyer-like defense skills. It's not just lawyer-like, she is a trained attorney, and that is very evident. She navigates her accusations with composure, directly addressing and dismantling attempts to undermine her, point by point, the key skill in defending yourself against manipulation. No one's ever written your name down. Why do you think that is? No one's ever written a lot of people's name down. That doesn't mean they're a traitor. 
voting patterns. Can you explain the Ek and Sue vote? I voted for Ek and Sue because of the issue she had with Janelle, because she changed her story. Everybody knows that. And then what about the murder reactions? Because I'm from Solon Larson. Yeah. A fellow housewife, what was I supposed to do? The logic is that it's always a little bit extra. I'm As very extra, okay. baby. I do too much because you do too little. But tonight, you're way too much. You're trying to put the heat on me. You're Big Brother winner, not once, but twice. Almost twice. Well, either way, you have knowledge of this game. So if there was really a mastermind, it sure wouldn't be a dolled-up housewife, baby. That would not be it. You're saying I'm the killer. Her defense against her accusations at the round table is particularly skillful because she manages to rebut Dan's case with logic. She's composed and the way she responds definitely commands respect. Phaedra's approach ultimately leads to Dan's banishment, which underscores the effectiveness of her tactics. I listened intently to you, Dan, tonight, and your deflection was on to Phaedra. And that case was comprehensively rebutted. Treachery serves to be punished by banishment. Banishment, my dear friend. It's surprising and strange to even say the sentence, but John Burko, the former Speaker of the UK House of Parliament, he respects Phaedra. Did you have much advance notice of what was going to be said? Oh. And you just reacted and yourself. John Burke has really developed a relationship with Phaedra. I mean, from day one, they can see the intelligence there. I guess they see each other. <laughs> to, to give a for how size Atlantic quote. We see each other. We see each other. They see each other. <laughs> I mean, he knew that we would have a former Real Housewives of Atlanta with a former MP navigating the same social space. It's just TV gold. Love it. To sum up, Phaedra's mastery and deception unfolds through seven pivotal traits that define her as a formidable traitor. The silent watcher, the alliance builder, the emotional alchemist, the underestimated housewife, the selective speaker, the masterful rebutter, and the chameleon communicator. Are there traits that I've missed out that you've seen? And how will Phaedra fare in the rest of the series? Dan has put her on the spot, and it's difficult to say how it's going to go. This was, was really fantastic, and it's good to be covering something different. Do you think I should be covering other shows like The Traitors? Let me know in the comments. And as always, thanks for tuning in to Open and Honest. I've been Amraj Lali. That's at Relational Intelligence on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple or Spotify and rate five star if you found this insightful. Always remember being a fly on the wall only shows us one angle. As my home girl in my head, Dr. Harriet Lerner reminds us, there's never just two different ways to understand or tackle any particular human problem. There are seven different ways, or maybe 19 or 100. My hope is to keep helping us expand our knowledge and develop more relational intelligence. Now, as a little reward for staying with me, the three traitors moves by Phaedra that could spell disaster in real life. Phaedra's approach might be effective in the context of the traitors, but may not necessarily be beneficial in everyday life situations. Number one. So the first point that's really important to know is in the game, 
Phaedra's strategy of listening and not actively participating in every conversation, that allows her to gather information without revealing a stance, making her a formidable player. But in everyday life, constant non-engagement and being passively observant might actually lead to missed opportunities. And it could be misinterpreted as disinterest or aloofness in relationships or work environments. Number two, in the game, Phaedra's lawyer-like rebuttal-based approach to interactions allows her to dismantle opposition effectively within the competitive context of the game. However, in everyday life, this approach might not always be welcome, where constant rebuttals could be perceived as argumentative or uncooperative, possibly straining relationships. Number three, in the game, controlling the flow of information and being secretive about your intentions is a key part of Phaedra's strategy to maintain an element of surprise. However, in everyday life, while maintaining some level of privacy is normal, excessive secrecy or withholding information can lead to trust issues and misunderstandings in personal and professional relationships. It stops you from being your full authentic self, which has significant costs to the self and your relationship with others. If you're operating too strategically, can you really be authentic? 